Praise the Lord. So this morning is a special day. I think our kids are ready to be dismissed. The kids don't. Glory to God. Our children can be dis dismissed at this time. We have a, a special, special guest with us today. And I was thinking back. I've known, I've known this brother for like 19 years and uh, maybe a little bit longer than that. And I can't, I don't remember, I don't remember exactly when I met, I met him. And I was thinking about it, I'm like, man, I don't remember the exact time. I think I might have met him in a meeting that we were, you guys, we were preparing to go minister to the juvenile jails. I think that might have been where we met. But all I know is that there was such a kingdom connection. I used to come out of work because I used to work way out, you know, like by, um, by wet and wild. And I'd be coming home from work sometimes. He used to work at Channel 52. And I would literally stop in to see if my brother was there so I could just talk to him. He ministered as a chaplain in the 33rd Street Jail. Um, just a great man of God. And, you know, him and I haven't, you know, always been, like, connected, like, in the same church or anything like that. But every once in a while, I get a phone call from my brother at opportune moments and be like, yo, man, I was praying for you. And just with a word of encouragement, I remember one year he came and he preached a message entitled, Fit for the Kingdom. Are you fit for the kingdom? And I remember early on in that year, he called me up and he said, hey, Bishop, you know, if you need someone to cover the pulpit for you, the Lord has put a word in my heart for the church, and I would love to come and share. And I was like, praise the Lord. You know, he wasn't waiting for no invitation. He just was like, look, man, God spoke to me, and if you want me to speak, I'll speak for God. Amen. But just such an awesome brother. He is a, he, he is a uh, recently, four months, I just celebrated four months. He's a campus pastor for um, City, City Life Church. City Life, right? Is that it? City Life Church in Tampa. Um, and he was, he was officially within his denomination, he was anointed bishop. And so I want you to put your hands together for my brother, Pastor Ruben Cruz. Wow. Now, I can't spit like your pastor just spit. You, you, you heard him rapping, right? I can't. Come on, let's give it up for Bishop. Bishop Jason and Elaine. Come on, we can do better than that. The baddest bishops on the planet. Wow. Wow. It is an honor to be here among family. I really feel as soon as I walked on the property, I felt family. People greeted me. I felt like I was family. And, um, and just being here in the presence of God, just amazing, amazing. And um, come on, won't we give it up for Jesus today? Come on, let's give it up for Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we honor you, Lord. Where would we be if it wasn't for you, Lord? We thank you today, Father God. We praise you. Well, happy 14th anniversary. Wow. 14 years. And as Bishop mentioned, we just celebrated four months. <laughs> and, um, but God has been faithful. And when I think about, you know, uh, the faithfulness of God, you know, when I think about Faith Don't Fellowships, really the only word that comes to my mind is I was invited some months back to speak here. And that word kept coming to me, faithfulness, faithfulness, faithfulness. Because God has been faithful. Amen. God has been faithful, and I love to give honor where honor is due. I would love to honor Bishop Jason and Elaine first, Lady of the House. Thank you so much for your faithfulness and the vision and the call and the, and the anointing on your life, on the assignment. And can I tell you, church, you are blessed to be alongside of an amazing leaders like, like this in your life. You are really blessed, and we can never, should never take for granted the blessing that God gives us when he puts us alongside of leaders such as this. You know, before the assignment, there's an alignment. 
before there's an assignment, there's alignment. God has aligned you with leaders and then has assigned you to reach this city in such an amazing way. And that's what we've been seeing so many years. And um, I do remember being here the last time that you allowed me to speak. And it was just an amazing, amazing time. And that energy, that spirit, that unity, that family feel is just, it's just intensified here. And so it's just awesome to be here as well. And I also have some, some people with me today. I don't normally travel with my family, but today I'm so blessed to have my wife, Katina. If you would stand, honey. Amen. It's my wife, Katina. We're about to celebrate 25 years married in October. I told her, yeah, amen. I told her if she ever leaves me, I'm going with her. Come on, somebody. She's the jelly on my jelly roll, the butter on my biscuit, the mantequilla on my pan. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Then I have my family with me. I have my two of my children, my four children. I have Jasmine and Caleb Cruz. They're with me here today. Yes. And then, of course, how many knows you're blessed to have in-laws and not outlaws? Come on. And so the best in-laws in the world, Casilda and Carlos Miranda, thank you for being here today. Hallelujah. So it's going to be a great day in the word, in the, in the house of the Lord today. So again, the first word that came to my heart, to my mind, as I was studying and meditating and thinking about this celebration was God's faithfulness. God's faithfulness. And what I want to share with you briefly today for the next three hours, just joking. <laughs> I love how bishops say, keep it moving, because that's what we're going to speak about today. What the Lord has put on my heart is faith dome for the future. Faith dome for the future. Come on, you've seen a lot of amazing things in the past, but God said you ain't seen nothing yet. I said you've seen a lot of amazing things in the past, and, and if I can pass the mic around, many of you have testimonies of how this ministry and how the, the leaders and the team of this, of this church has impacted your life in so many different ways, and you've had great memories and great moments and great uh, uh, obstacles, but yet great victories, but God wants me to tell you today that you've seen nothing yet, that you have seen nothing yet, because God is faithful, Amen. God is so faithful, and it's so amazing how to hear Bishop speak, and there's some of the words that I'm speaking, it just so coincide with what the Holy Spirit is saying. Listen to this. God is faithful, and he is amazing that he's chased you down, and he chose you. So God chased you, and then he, come on, some of us know God chased us down. And if, if God didn't chase us, we wouldn't be here today. Come on, we didn't always have a Bible in our lap on a Sunday morning. God chased us down. And he chose you, hallelujah, to be his church. We're God's dream. Do you know that? We're God's dream on the earth. The church of Jesus Christ is still the hope of the world. The church of Jesus Christ is God's agenda on the earth. He wants to work through in you and through you. He wants to work in me and through me. And that's what he chooses to do. He says, I'm just going to use ordinary people to do an extraordinary work. I'm going to use natural people to put my supernatural on them so that they can do a supernatural work in their region, in their city, in the nation, and in the world. Amen. So God chooses the ordinary to do the extraordinary. God chooses the, the, the normal and the natural to, to do the supernatural through. So we're God's agenda on the earth. The church of Jesus Christ is still the hope of the world today. We're called to belong together, not just to believe. 
We're called, we're put together, we're joined together, we're fitted together, we're built together, we're members together. Come on, we're filled together, we're held together, we're joint heirs together, and one day we're going to be caught up together. Amen. Amen. That's the church. That's the church of Jesus Christ. And he wants to do, as we heard earlier, a work in us, through us. That's, that's called body work. Body work. He wants to work, do a work in the body to do a work through the body. Come on, look at the person next to you and say, he wants to do a work in the body. Amen. So we need to be that body and make sure we don't hurt nobody in the body. While 14 years ago, God spoke to Bishop Jason and Elaine to plant the work, to plant a church, and through obedience. Come on, you know God blesses through faithfulness. God is a faithful God, but God only blesses those who are obedient. And they were obedient to the call of God to plant a church in Oviedo, to plant a church in, 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 in the Orlando region, and, and to make an impact. And, and for 14 years, wow. I'm sure there was mountains and valleys and, and obstacles and victories, and, but yet they've been faithful. They've been steady. They've been consistent, and that's why God has blessed this work. Amen. I'm telling you, you're so blessed to be alongside of leaders such as Bishop and Elaine, Bishop Jason and Elaine. And when I begin to think about that, I begin to think about the word of God and how will God speak to us this morning and about the future. Someone say the future you would turn with me in your Bibles to Joshua, the first chapter, Joshua. Church, it's important that we never forget the success that we've experienced because that's attributed to the faithfulness of our God. Any success that we, we, we experience is attributed to the faithfulness of our God. I have to say that one more time. Any success that we experience it's attributed to the faithfulness of God. God is a faithful God. And the Bible says that when we're not faithful, he remains faithful. When we're not faithful, he remains faithful. Let's pray for the word this morning. Father, we thank you this morning that this atmosphere is already filled with your presence. We thank you that your word is already anointed. Lord, we ask you to anoint your people this morning. Anoint us. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see and a heart to receive your incorruptible word. Lord, we push back every enemy or every fowl of the air that would try to rob the seed of God's word from being planted in the hearts of your people. Lord, that that seed will produce fruit, Father God. That you will reign on the seed and the hearts of your people and that it will produce a harvest, oh God. Not just for them, but for many that they're connected to. Father, we thank you once again for the faithfulness, the obedience, the consistency, the character, the love of, of the, the leaders of this house, for, of, of Bishop Jason and Lelaine and the, the entire team that have come alongside of them to fulfill your vision. We thank you, Father God, because their best is yet to come. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Someone say the best is yet to come. Here we find in the book of Joshua that the first principle we find here propels Joshua into the future. And the Bible says here in verse 1, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid. He said in verse 2, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, someone say now then. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross over the Jordan and into the land that I'm about to give them to the Israelites. And I will give you every place you set your foot on. And as I promised Moses, and your territory will be extended from the desert of Lebanon and from the great river of Euphrates and the Hittite country and to the great sea on the west. 
and no one will be able to stand up against you in all the days of your life. And as I was with Moses, so I will be with you, and I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land that I have promised your forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the laws my Moses' servant gave you, and do not turn from the, from the right or to the left, that you may be successful everywhere you go. Do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, and so that you will be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Verse 9, I have, not com- have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. We find here that God was speaking to the, this young leader, Joshua. And here, for, for context's sake, here today, Moses represents yesterday. Say, Moses represents yesterday. And you see, Joshua seen, seen a lot of great things that Moses was able to uh, uh, accomplish and conquer and, and, and a great mountains that they were able to and great miracles that happened and great things that they were able to do. But here God was speaking to this young leader and he was starting with the purpose. And the purpose was this. He says, you was with Moses all these years and you've seen great things, but now God's going to do something new. But now God's going to do something new. And he says in verse 2, he says, Moses, your servant is dead. Meaning yesterday is over with. Yesterday is gone. He said, now then. Someone say, now then. You know, oftentimes we get stuck in yesterday, but God says, now then. And sometimes we say, God, but this happened yesterday and and six months ago and six years ago and six days ago. Maybe for you it was six hours ago or, or, or 60 minutes ago in the car before you came to church. Come on. But God says, I hear that, but now then. He says, but now then, now then means I understand what you've been through, but now let's move forward. I understand the victories and the valleys, but now let's move forward. I understand the challenges and the conquering, but now let's move forward because I have a work to do. And he was saying, he was encouraging this young leader that there's more to do, amen? You see, the Israelites had reached the point where they were about to advance into their destiny and they were about to cross over into the promised land, a a land that God had promised them, a place of promise, a place of destiny. And can I tell you, that land for many of us, we have not just reached there yet because there's a lot of things that God still wants to do in us and through us. It's a place where there's full of the promises of God for our lives, the promises of God for our families, for our children, for our generation, for the neighborhood, for the city, for the region. Amen. And God says, if I can just show you that place so you can, like Bishop said earlier, keep it moving. So we can keep it moving. Hallelujah. And so what Moses represented the past. He, mes- he represented yesterday, which was gone. And what God was saying to Joshua, he was saying, you have a promise-filled future. Faith don't fellowship. I've come to let you know that you have a promise-filled future. That your future, God looks at your future and it looks a lot better than yesterday. And he says it is filled with my promises. And oftentimes we can get caught up in the past and not obtain and not experience and not embrace and not engage in the future promises that God has for us. He says it's time to, to, to look forward and to move forward. Amen. 
You see, Joshua needed a reminder that although, Joseph, uh, although Moses was yesterday, he was a great man of God. He was a great leader, and he hadn't gotten him into the promised land just yet because there was a lot of things that they had to walk through and go through. There was a lot of process of maturity before they could reach their final destination. And the same thing is for us, church. Oftentimes, we don't, we don't think, why, we, why aren't we there yet? Maybe personally in your life, you wonder, why I'm not there yet? You know, God sometimes lets us take the scenic route so he can mature us a little more. Come on, if I got what I, it, come on, if God gives me something prematurely, I might just mess it up. But God says, I have a journey, I have a plan for you so that when you're moving forward step by step and, and, and moment by moment and victory by victory and, 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 and miracles by miracle, you get to look back and say, wow, if God did it, then he'll do it again. And this is what he was preparing this, this young leader's heart for because there was so much more to go after. He said, there was a promised land. I've spoke to you. And that's what the Lord says today. To this, I've spoke to you many years ago. And those things that I've spoken to you, some of those things have yet not come to fruition. But you've been faithful. But you've been obedient. But you've been consistent. And God is going to bring you to a place that you begin to even see things that he spoke years ago or times ago. And you go, there, there, this is what God said. This is what God said. I remember for myself when I first got saved and I was believing for, for many of my family members and, and I was so, I f so fell in love with the Lord and, and, I was and I would hold on to the promises. God, your word says that I will be saved and my whole household will be saved. And I began to think about family members that needed Jesus and it took some time because guess what? They were looking at my walk. Is this real? Is this just a religious, a religious uh, uh, motion thing that he's going through? And you know what? Those that I was believing for to come to know Christ today, almost 20 years later, are serving the Lord. Sometimes I call them and they, and they pick up the phone like, praise the Lord. I said, I think I dialed the wrong number. <laughs> you know? But God promised. You see, God is faithful to his promises, and God is not slack to his promises as some concern slackness, but he's faithful, amen, because he desires for none to perish, but all come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so if any one of you here today is still believing for that family member, come on, hold on to that promise, because you will step into that land and get to see them serving the Lord and knowing the Lord and living for the Lord, amen? amen. Hallelujah. But, Mo, but, but Joshua had not gotten there yet. And God was telling Joshua, yesterday was real. Yesterday was good. But tomorrow, there's a lot more that I have in store. It's been a real ride, but keep it moving. <laughs> I love that. It's what I have in my notes. But we must keep it moving. Someone say, we must keep it moving. And some of us haven't gotten to our destination because we're tied to our past. Some of us haven't gotten to that destination. Destiny, you can't even spell destiny without destination. And God is saying, we, we, have to, we have to release. I mean, yesterday was good. Don't get me wrong. But God says, if you look how big tomorrow is, the future is, is way bigger than yesterday. Come on. Sometimes we're driving in the rearview mirror when the windshield is much bigger. And if you drive too long with the rearview mirror, you will get into an accident. And God says, your future is way bigger than your past. Your future's waving, but it's hard to say goodbye to yesterday sometimes, amen? Come on, ask boys to men. Don't make me sing this song. In order to move forward, in order to move forward, church, we've got to let go of the past. Don't get me wrong, the past is great, but God says, I still have greater. The past is awesome, but I still have even more that I have in store, amen? Come on, all of us have a past. Can we keep it real? All of us have a past. And involve the good, the bad, and the ugly. All of us have a past. But you know what? God says that was yesterday. Tomorrow's a new day. 
Today's the new day. And this is what he was telling this leader that was leading these people into a promised land, a land flowing with God's blessings and provision for their lives. You see, can I tell you that if the devil can keep you looking back, then he'll keep you from moving forward into your tomorrow. If the enemy can keep us from look, keep us in our, um, our eyes and our hearts and our back in the past, we can never move forward. The enemy of tomorrow is us focusing on yesterday. The enemy of our tomorrow is yesterday. And God says, oh, but if I would show you a glimpse of what I have in store for you, if I can just show you the purposes and the plans that I have for you, keep your focus forward. Keep your eyes engaged on the prize. Hallelujah. Because, again, the windshield is much bigger than the rearview mirror. Anything ahead of us should be bigger than where we came from. The rearview mirror really is so that we can remember where we came from and remember where we're going. And God says, I'm taking you somewhere. He's taking us somewhere as a people. Amen. And I love this. If you look at verse 2, look at verse 2. Moses, your servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross over to the Jordan into the land that I'm about to give them and to the Israelites. Verse 3, I have given you every place where you set your foot. I love that. Can I tell you, Faith Don't Fellowship, there's more in store for the next one four. Come on. I said, there's more in store. This is what God is saying. Every place you put your foot, every place I'm leading you, every place I'm guiding you, every place I'm telling you to go, I'm going to give you access. I'm going to give you influence so that you can be an impact wherever you go. Come on, God is saying, this is, you know, the church is not the four walls. The church leaves the building. The church is just, this is just, we come together to gas up our tanks so that we can go back out there and reach more people and become more of an influence and, be, and impact more people. And here the Bible the Bible, he was saying here that he was saying, he was telling them, arise. He said, arise. He said, rise up and cross to the Jordan, cross over to the place. Oftentimes we're intimidated to what we don't know the future is. But can I tell you, God is already in our future. He's, he's already in our future. And if we hear the voice of the Lord and we listen to the leaders in our lives and the spiritual people, that leaders that God has put in our lives, and we follow that direction, God will lead us into his destiny. You see, because that's the kind of God we serve. Come on, he's in our yesterday, he's in our today, and he's in our prophetic tomorrow. He's in our messed up yesterday, come on. He's in our present time today. He's a very present help in time of need. But then he's in our prophetic tomorrow. And so you know what that means? That means that whenever he tells us to do something concerning the future, we can walk with confidence and we can walk with courage knowing that he already sees it. Knowing that he already, and that's why I love faith don't fellowship because it's a fellowship of faithfulness. It's a fellowship of people who have faith walking into what God has called you to. You know what? There's evidence of where you are today. I remember when you started. Look where you are today. And God said, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. Amen. The promised land was God. Listen to this. The promised land was God's legal inheritance given to Israel, but they had to go possess it. You see, oftentimes God already given us what, we, what, what he wants to give us, but we have to go after it. We have to possess that which God has given us. It's called an inheritance. We all have an inheritance in God. He says, but you just have to go after it. God wants to see that we're going to be obedient and have faith enough to go after what he's telling us to go after. That's what's called, that's called movement. Come on, someone say movement. That's what this is. This is a movement. 
Come on, from the day that God spoke to their hearts to, to move, they moved. And from there, they moved. And, and, they, and not only physical location, but they moved in obedience. And they moved in certain areas in their personal life and their family living. And God even spoke some things in your lives that God said to, to move. And, and in the natural, it, seemed, it didn't seem right. But God still said, well, you still move. And look, and, and the fruitfulness of God in your life and in this church is because there was people that moved to what God said. Amen. We need to seize our spiritual inheritance. And can I tell you, church, what was true for Joshua and the Israelites is true for us today. What was true for the word of God for those in that time is true for us today. If not, we wouldn't have the example for us to follow. He says we have to go after it. It's a spiritual inheritance. Ephesians 1.3 says this. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He said, blessed us. That means it's preaching. It means he already has given us the blessings of the kingdom that, that's in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We just have to reach up for it and, and, and receive it for our life. God has already blessed us. We already have a spiritual inheritance. But it takes faith to go after what God has said, I've given you. It takes faith. Number In verse 3, God speaks about a promise. So first it was the purpose. He was leading them in their purpose. And he was telling them that yesterday is gone and tomorrow is a new day and I'm leading you. And now God is speaking about a promise in verse 3. And he says, I'm going to give you every place that you set your foot. The word foot there also means tread. It says, wherever you tread, wherever you walk, wherever you go, wherever you put your foot, like the treads of your feet. He says, I'm going to give you wherever you put your foot, wherever you tread. I love that because in the Greek, the word tread means darak, D-A-R-A-K. It means to press on top of. It means to, to, to walk and to press on top of. They get that from where, where, where people will walk on top of grapes back in the day in the wine press. In other words, God was saying, press on wherever you put wherever you press your feet on I'm gonna give you and, and in the wine press they had to press on the grapes in order to produce wine you know the Lord wants me to let you know that there's still juice in your journey come on somebody there's still places that you can go and get the most of what God has for you but you've got to press on you've got to move on you got to keep it moving as somebody said earlier you have to press on to the things of Jesus Christ amen, amen. there's still juice in your journey the only way they can make wine is if they, back then, back then is they pressed it. Or they made jelly back then if they pressed it. Come on, or they made jam, jelly and jam. It gives us a new meaning to toe jam. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I'm just thinking about this like, whoa, that's, that's, I'm glad I wasn't living back then because I like some PBJ. God says we need to press. Someone say press. You have to press after what God has for you. It's not going to come to you. He says, I've already made it available. You've got to press after it. You've got to go after it. You know what that means? That when your leaders tell you this is what God is saying, you've got to press after it. When God is saying move here, you have to press after it. When God gives you an indication or an inclination in your heart to do something for him, you have to press after it. It's not going to come to you. You've got to go after what God has already provided. And this is what he was telling Joshua, this young leader. He said, you have to go after what I've already given you. You've got to go after the promises. Come on, you have to go. How you know this word is full of thousands of thousands of promises and God says it's good that they're written in here but you have to press after the promises of God you have to stand on the promises believe on the promises and sometimes step out in the promises and trust God that he's going to bring it to pass amen 
the promises of God. And this is what he was telling them. He says, you have to press into it. And just as he did in the Old Testament, he also said in the New Testament, Apostle Paul, in, 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 in chapter 3, verses, um, in you know, chapter 3, verse 12, look what he says. I love this. He says, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal or my destiny, but I press on. There it goes. I press on to take hold of what Christ has taken hold of me. Come on. Isn't it exciting to know that we can press on to the purpose that God has for us? Come on, God got a hold of us first with a purpose. We didn't stumble into salvation. God drew us to, his love drew us to him, but he says, I'm drawing you with a purpose. I have a purpose for you. I have a plan for you, and I'm taking you somewhere. And Apostle Paul said this, he says, I pressed toward to hold on that which Christ took a hold of me. I do not consider myself to have taken a hold of it yet, but one thing I do. Someone say, one thing I do. Forgetting what's behind me and straining toward What's ahead? Wow. Keep it moving. He says, I'm not there yet. I don't even attempt to be there. But you know, one thing I'm going to do, one thing I'm going to do, I'm not going to get stuck in the past because I'm pressing what's ahead of me, what's before me. He says, forgetting what's behind me and straining toward. That word straining is an action word. Straining toward what is ahead of me. I, there goes that word again. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which is God has called me to heaven word. In other words, we're moving on, but we're moving upward. We're not only moving on like nowhere to go. I have a goal. I have a plan. I have a vision and I'm moving on and upward to the call that God has called us to. And as the church of Jesus Christ, that's the task at hand. And the last days that we live in is to, is to press on to the call. Amen. That's heavenward. Listen to this here. The bridge between God's promise and God's provision is obedience. The bridge between God, what God already said, and us obtaining what he said is, obe is obeying. The only reason why we're here in this room today, wow, is because somebody got a hold of that revelation. The only, way, the only reason why we're celebrating 14 years today and 14 more to come is because somebody got a hold of the revelation that God promised and spoke but it, it took activation of faith and obedience to say, I'm going to go. You see, when God shows you something, it's because he wants to bring it to pass. And oftentimes, just as Joshua, he was encouraging Joshua, don't be intimidated by where I'm leading you. If you would just step out and be obedient, I'm going to bring to pass what I'm showing you. And here we are today, we're sitting in what God has shown Bishop years ago, and it's coming to pass. Someone says, it's coming to pass. And whatever it is in your life, in my life personally, whatever God has spoken to you, says if you be obedient with your time, with your testimony, with your treasure and your talent. Come on, somebody. He will bring it to pass. He will bring it to pass. Amen. And then next was the purpose. It was the promise. And I love this. Verse five. It's God's presence. Someone say God's presence. Come on, you don't want to go anywhere, especially in the future, without the presence of God. You don't just want to go with your, with your abilities and your talent and your gifting. You have to go with the presence of God because the presence of God is going to help you overcome the enemies in your path. Come on, your gifting ain't going to help you overcome the enemy. Your talent is not going to help you overcome the enemy. Come on, or your good looks is not going to help you overcome the enemy. Come on, somebody. It's the presence of God that's going to because Can I tell you, the way that you know you're in God's plan and you're in God's path is because there will be enemies that show up. 
there will be enemies show up. In verse 5, I love this. He says, no one will be able to stand up against you. That's great. All the days of your life, not just some of the days. Come on, not just the days that we wake up feeling good about ourselves. He says, all the days of your life, no one's going to be able to stand up against you. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you, and I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's presence. He says, I have a purpose, I have a plan, I have a promise, but you don't want to go out after it without my presence. And can I tell you, faith don't fellowship, as you continue to journey out to what God has called you to do and be in this city, God's going to go before you, and his presence is going to be able to use you in a mighty way to influence and impact your, those in your life and those in this city. But he says, don't go, don't go out there without me. Don't start your day without me. Don't start your journey without me. Don't start your plans without me. Come on, somebody. Don't start that business without me. Don't start that idea without me. Don't start those things that you have in your mind that God has spoken to you without me. He says, if you let me go before you, then I'm not only going to be with you, I'm going to empower you because there will be enemies against your destiny of your future. And I'm going to be, none of them is going to be able to stand up. Have you ever had any enemies in your past? Come on, somebody. Have you, am I talking to anybody that living for, come on, living for God is hard. Living for, really living for Jesus. Can, is anybody real in the house today? It's not easy. But this is the promise. He says, I'll go with you. I'll be with you. I'll protect you. I'll lead you. And I'll guide you. Amen? Come on, we will have enemies in the future. But God says, I'll go with you. I love that. No one will be able to stand again. Come on, the, 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 the prophet said, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. As I was with Moses, I'll be with you. Verse 6, he said, be strong and be courageous because I will lead the people into inherit the land. He says, not only will my presence go with you, but I'm, but you're gonna, I'm gonna lead you in the right path. In the right, that's very important, church, because we have to be in God's plan and in God's path. He says, the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. So as you step out in the future, God says, I have a purpose and a plan and my promise and my presence, and I'm gonna lead you in the right path. Sometimes we don't know where to go or what to do, and God says, if you just listen to my voice, that still voice sometimes, He says, take a step, move forward, or be still, or don't move, or get some advice. Come on, somebody. Because I have a future and a plan. Amen. And God's plan is God's spoken word. If ever you find a plan and it doesn't match up with God's word, you want to check the plan. I said, if ever you get a plan and it doesn't match up with God's word, you might be deviating from God's destiny in your life. But it says, but if you stay on my plan and my presence is with you, then you know what? I'm going to give you success. I'm going to prosper you. Amen. And verse 8, that's what he's saying. He says, if you stay on my path with my presence, I'm going to bring provision. I'm going to bring success to your life. He says, wherever you go, you're going to prosper. And oftentimes we hear that word prosperity, and we may think something different. But can I tell you, God wants us all to be blessed so that we can be a blessing. And he says, it only happens when you stay in my path. You stay in my word for the future. Amen. And God says, don't let this book depart from your mouth day and night. He said, don't let it go. Come on, if we ever needed the lamp of the word of God in our lives is today in the dark age that we live in. God is saying to you, faith, don't fellowship. He's saying to us, don't let go of this book. Come on, do not let go of the word of God. Listen to it. Adhere to it. Listen to your leaders. Listen to your spiritual leaders because they, they pray for you. They, they seek God for a word for you and they leading and guide you. He said, the moment that, the, the moment you're, you, you start closing this book and not getting in it, guess what? You start, you start going on your own understanding. You start going in your own way. Ways. And God, God's not on that path. He says, my path is my word. My path is my word. 
You want a word? A lot of times we're running around to get a word. God says, you want a word? Get, you want a word? You want a word? Get in the word. I'll give you a word. Get in the word. And when you get in the word, I'll give you a word. And you'll know for sure that it was God. That's why he told the, this, young, this young general, he says, have, have courage. Don't be scared. <laughs> have courage. Because as I was with Moses, the miracles you've seen yesterday, I'm with you. Come on, I'm with you. It's good to know that God is with us. Amen. And he says, you'll be prosperous in verse 9. I have commanded you, be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified. Don't be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you. And he tells the people, and then the, and then the, the, the leader got it, and he told his people, all right, get ready. We're going. Get your stuff together. Get your possessions together. Get your supplies together. Come on, ladies, get your, get your purse, get your shoes, and your, and your hair on. Whatever you take with you to go on your journey, don't, 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 let, don't leave it behind. Come on, come on, man. Bring everything. Bring your tools. Bring everything with you. We're moving on. God is speaking. God is leading. God is guiding. We're, we're moving. And, and I love what, what the scripture says here in verse 16. I love it because this is what God spoke to this young leader. He said, tomorrow is greater. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to show you. And when he built it he built him up with courage and faith then he went back to his people he said come on it's time to go it's time to go after what God said he has for us it's time to go after our families it's time to go after our community it's time to go after our city it's time to go after those that are far from God it's time to go after the purposes and the plans and the promises that he's spoken to us come on faith don't fellowship it's time to go after it and this is what he told them in verse 16 I love it he says then they answered Joshua wow they said, we down. <laughs> they answered him, whatever you've commanded us, we'll do it. Wherever you send us, we'll go. Just as we fully obeyed yesterday, Moses, so we will obey today. May the Lord your God be with you. He said, you know what, Joshua? You know what, leader? I believe that there's a greater tomorrow. Come on, there's more in store for the next one forward. Come on. Because I believe there's a greater tomorrow. I believe in what God is speaking to you. I believe in the vision. I believe what God is saying. And just as we've seen God do great things in the past 14 years, we're going to see God do great and mighty things in the next years to come. Come on, church. He says, I believe in it. Amen. I got six people said amen. <laughs> he said, I believe in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love that because as a leader, I began to hear my people say, I'm with you, Pastor. I'm with you. That's your vision. That's what God says. You know, there's always going to be some in the crowd that go, God, really say that? <laughs> Come on. That's okay. You can bring them along. Come on. You need to build up their faith. But if God is speaking, you need to follow what God is saying. Most people that, listen to this, most people that doubt if God says something is because God's not speaking to them. That's why they need leaders in their life. Provide you. I'm going to lead you and guide you. This is exciting, church, in closing. In closing. And in my church, that don't mean a lot. <laughs> I'm going to try to land this plane, y'all. You know, I'm so excited because everything that the word of God says here is for us today. And when we read the scriptures, we can see that, that this is a prophetic word for us today. Then God will give us courage and strength and tenacity and faith to look forward in the future and say, our best is yet to come. We just started. We're just getting going. Amen. And in chapter 3, look at this. I love this. We're still talking about course. Now they're crossing into what God said. Come on, sometimes we got to stay on the journey. Come on, we got to stay on the journey until we see what God said. Yeah. 
Can I tell you that the hardest time, the hardest time in the journey is, is after God spoke something and then you're in the hallway of transition before we see it come to pass. The hardest time of, of, of what God spoke is in the, in the hallway of transition. And can I tell you, that hallway of transition, not only is it hard, sometimes it's lonely. Because there's not a lot of people with strong faith in that same transition you're in. And you can be, that's why you don't want to tell everybody what God said to you unless you know they're with you in faith. But this is what the people say. We're with you. And then in chapter 3 and verse 2, let's go there and then we're going to close this. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp giving orders to the people. In other words, they were giving orders to keep, to get moving. And this is what he said. He says, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priest who are Levites carrying it, you are to move out from your positions to follow it. The ark represented the presence of God. He said, when you see it moving, follow it. When you see the presence moving, follow it. Come on, we have no business as a church following fads. We got to follow the presence of God. There's a lot in the world that you would try to, come on, there's a lot of Pokemon people came out of the closet looking for the Pokemon. <laughs> and we don't want to share our faith. Something's wrong with that. Anyway, so, so he says, follow the presence. Follow the presence of God. Some of y'all get that later. That kid back there said, what's wrong with Pokemon? I'm not, just not. When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, the priests, come on, the priests are the leaders, follow, leading the presence of God, leading you into the presence of God, as we did today. Wow, phenomenal worship experience, leading us into the presence of God, into the holies of holies. Beautiful experience, a life-changing experience and encounter. Amen? He said, but when you see them carrying it, how many know that the presence of God should be carried? Come on, we're carriers of the presence. We're carriers of the, the oil. You're to move out. Someone say move out from your position and follow it. Then you will know which way to go. Since you have never been this way before, faith don't fellowship. God is leading to a place you've never been before. But he says, I'm going to lead you in my presence. I'm going to lead you by the priests and the leaders of the house. I'm going to lead you. Oh, it's something exciting to know that we're going somewhere we've never been before. We've never been that way before. It can be scary too, but guess what? It can be exciting at the same time because that's faith. He says, but keep a distance from about a thousand yards between you and the ark and the presence. Don't go near it. Verse 5, listen to this. And this is what I want to close with. Faith don't fellowship. Joshua told his people, consecrate yourself. For tomorrow, the Lord will do amazing things among you. He said, consecrate yourself for yesterday he will do it. No. For today, he will do it. No. He said, tomorrow. Someone say tomorrow. Tomorrow. Consecrate means to separate yourself for service. I'm here to tell you today, faith don't fellowship. Consecrate yourself. Separate yourself for service. Why? Because God has amazing plans for your tomorrow. Consecrate yourself. Stand with me. Consecrate yourself. Consecrate yourself. Hallelujah. Consecrate yourself. Someone say, consecrate yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says this. I love this. Just as God told Joshua to tell the people, consecrate yourself. Separate yourself. Because I'm going to use you in a special way tomorrow. I love this, standing here seeing young people serve. Wow. I sit right there. Consecration. We was led in the spirit and prayer. 
young people serve in consecration, passionate letters and acknowledging or checking our hearts, amen, so that we can enter in a holy time of communion, and then the next generation, someone say the next generation, the next generation served us, did you get that, that's prophetic church, it's prophetic, it's a full circle today, someone say the next generation, they served you and I. you and I, a separated generation. Oh, come on, young people. God is calling up, he's calling his people higher to separation so that we can possess it. He says we can't possess it if we're not consecrated. I said you can't possess God's promises or you might accomplish your goals. But God says my promises are incomparable with the goals of man. The only way that we can possess it is if we separate ourselves. He says, if you separate yourselves for service, someone say service, we're all servants, we're all ministers. He says, if you do that obediently, I'm going to do amazing things tomorrow. Wow. 1 Corinthians 2 and 9 says this, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has the mind conceived. What God has prepared, prepared, he's already done it. I said he's already got it. He had it in mind, as we heard earlier, before the foundations of the world, for those that love him. The future is bright, faith don't fellowship. As we stay in the word and walk in the word and, 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 and walk in God's purpose and, walk and believe God's promise and, and ask his presence to go before us. Amen. And, and, and understand that we will possess it when we're in the word of God. And that when we purify ourselves, someone say purity. We don't hear a lot about that in the church today, but that's what consecration means. It means to separate yourself, to be cleaned for service. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you this day, Lord, that we get to celebrate your goodness, your faithfulness. You're, you're leading and you're guiding, you're providing, Lord. Your promises are yes and amen to those who are in Christ Jesus. And Father, under the sound of my voice today, there's some that are questioning the promises of God over their lives. Some of them are questioning the plans and the purposes and the destiny and the future that you have for them. Some may be stuck in the past and they can't move forward in the future. But the Lord will say today to us, consecrate yourself. Separate yourself. And I will show you great and mighty things that you know not of. Come on, every eye closed, every hand lifted in praise and adoration. God's speaking directly, specifically to hearts today. It is starting from this generation, this young generation. The Lord will say to you today, you are that Joshua generation. You are the one that's going to lead my future church into the promised land. And people are going to see that I'm real and know that I'm real through your life, through your obedience, through your sanctification and, and your separation unto God says I look to this generation and just as you serve so so beautifully today says the Lord that was a fragrant offering to me seeing young people serve me in the holy place he says that's how I'm gonna lead my church that's how I'm gonna lead my church 
You under no sound of my voice, you say, Pastor Ruben, I need you to pray for me. I've been stuck in my past. I know God has a greater plan, a bigger plan, but I've been stuck in my rearview mirror. Stuck in hurt, stuck in pain, stuck in disappointment. Disappointment that disconnects me from the life-giving body of Christ. Pray for me today. I want to make it right. I want to reconnect. I want to recovenant my relationship with God so that I can be about and, and, and connect with what God is doing today. That's you without hesitation, without reservation. I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray for you without you. If that's you, if that's you, come on. I want to make it right, Pastor Ruben, because I really believe that the future is greater. Come on, if you're here and you say God has spoken to you about your future and that your future is greater than your past, but you just needed to hear it to believe it, to take a hold of it again. If that's you, I want to pray for you. Pray for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I want to talk to the young people for a moment. Keep that hand lifted. Young people, and I tell you that God has a future and a destiny for you. And oftentimes the world makes it cloudy so that you can't see clearly what God has for you. But I'm here to tell you today that with clarity, with conviction through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, He says, I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to give you a future and to prosper you, to bless you and to lead you and to guide you. And your steps will be ordered of the Lord if you hold on to my Word. My Word is a lamp unto your feet and a guide to your path. The Lord will say, I see you and I know you. And if you trust me, I will lead you and do exploits, great things through you. If you desire that in your life, young person, I want you to raise your hand if you're in the house. Say, that's me, Pastor Ruben. I want that. I desire that. I long for that. I hunger for that. Hallelujah. 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 Pray this prayer with me, and then we're going to celebrate. Pray this prayer with me. Those of you that raise your hand, say, dear Lord Jesus, I believe your word. I believe that it's for me today. And I believe that my future is greater than my past. But today I ask you to cleanse me, to forgive me of everything of my past, of the residue of yesterday. Cleanse me with your blood. I recommit my life to you and I surrender to your process so that you can lead me and guide me in the name of Jesus. If that's you today, I want, you to, I want you to take a step of faith. I want you to press forward. I want you to come forward. I want you to step out of your seat. Come on, and then the rest church, we're going to celebrate the goodness of God. If that's you, I want you to step out. Come on, I want you to step out of your feet. I want you to stand up here in victory. Amen? Come on, you may be saying whatever it is in the past, just to step out of your seat saying I'm leaving the past behind and I'm moving forward in faith. Come on, just the very fact of you getting out of your seat and saying my past is behind me. I'm not going to what the future holds. God says, I see your future, and it looks a lot better than your past. Step out of your seat this morning. Come on, step out of your seat. Don't let yesterday keep you stuck from what God has for you tomorrow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, raise those hands. Signs of victory. Because the future is victorious. The future is great. The future is awesome. Come on, your future is amazing. I declare it and decree it over your life. Your future is amazing according to God's word. And because you stepped out today, 
and you separated yourself in front of witnesses and, and this precious body, God says, the amazing things I spoke about begins now. Begins now. Begins now. Hallelujah. Come on, faith, don't feel your great. Uh, lift, extend your hands to these that are here. Father, we declare and decree that tomorrow begins today over every life standing here. Every life standing here today, tomorrow begins now. Father, speak life, speak vision, speak dreams, awaken dreams, Lord, that are connected to your kingdom. Awaken them, Father God. Lord, those that have thought about doing things for you in the future, Lord, there's some that, that took those plans and threw them in the trash. God will say, take those plans that I've spoken to you and open that up because I'm going to show you new and great things that you've doubted. Come on, don't let doubt talk you out of what faith spoke you into. So, Father, we declare and decree over these people. But those here, your people, Father God, your purpose, your plan, your destiny, your courage, your strength, your leading, and your guiding, Father God. And nothing in hell will keep them from what heaven has called them to be. And nothing in hell will keep them from what heaven has called them to do. And nothing in hell will keep them from what heaven has assigned them to accomplish. Father, I pray for this wonderful, mighty church. Father, I declare and decree your word over them, Lord God, that they will possess everything you call them to do, that they will align themselves with the leaders of this house in unity and in oneness, Lord. As your word says, Father, in Psalm 133, for there the commanded blessing is that flows down from the head, the leader to down through the body, through the beard and to the clothing of your servants. I speak unity and oneness in this house, Lord God. That exploits will be accomplished and that the next 14 will be greater than they've ever even imagined or think, Father God. Unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can imagine or think according to the work and the power of God in you and through you, Faith Don't Fellowship. Be blessed. We love you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.